Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Boss Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 46. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth. Say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Patrick, Jesus Christ. Uh, you've done this a couple of times. Sick. This is probably the worst you've ever sound, uh, sounded doing an intro. I got so sick that uh, the that, that my microphone uh, got worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's been it's been coughing and sneezing all the way down from a microphone to whatever I'm speaking on now. Um, unfortunately, I am at my parents' place without my beloved microphone because I am busy with some other stuff. Hopefully, back. Actually, yeah, this will be the last one because I cannot record next week. Uh, so yeah, this this will, ooh, terrible terrible thing to say that the listeners the the last thing that listeners will have from my sweet, sweet voice is this tinny-ass microphone for a couple weeks, but that just might how be it is and do. How have you been, Seth? I have been not sick. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> tell, me, tell me about that. <laughs> um, it, It's pretty nice being able to breathe and not feel my entire lungs explode. Interesting, interesting. What's it like when you can smell things and the smell is good? Ah, uh, when the when the smell is good, that's that's really nice. But when the smell is bad, I I wish I don't have a sense of smell. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you, do you ever do the the Peter Griffin thing where you just like your your feet just just lift and then you just kind of levitate, uh, <laughs> wafting to, to along... the pie in the window? Exactly to the pie in the window. I I haven't experienced that yet. the The worst I've ever gotten is um is smelling the Josh take incoming and just <laughs> cowering in fear. Oh. Uh. Yeah, no, and I, I absolutely envy the people with no sense of smell in those situations. Anyway, uh, Josh is once again uh, back on loan to Clown College. Turns out he, he really Classic gets along game was strong with... this time. You really need to stop saying that <laughs> within the first three minutes of recording an episode. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm just glad that he's got like a... a... Oh, shit. Oh, I really should have prepared the joke before I went in. Is it... It's not step up. What's the one where like the the teacher goes to the the underfunded school of like underprivileged kids, and then he teaches them through the power of dance that they can be whatever they want. Okay, I was I was leaning towards School of Rock, but then you said the power of a dance, and no, no, now it's I'm not, not too sure. We, we are we are not letting Josh get anywhere near Jack Black for for the sake of this analogy. No, it's it's um South Park mocked uh, mocked it. I um, I don't step up. Uh, I don't know. If you know, let us know. <laughs> uh, either way, Josh is doing that. Jo- Josh is, uh, is, jo- Josh is, is helping. Was it like Stomp the kids. Yard? Honestly, could have been. I, it's, it's, it's an older film now, but uh, I'm just glad that Josh is using his clown power for good rather than evil. Remember that? When, when uh, there were all those clowns just out standing in the forest, just staring at people? Oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking clowns going around assaulting people as well. All, all I'm saying is, since Josh joined FTL, clown assaults have gone down. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and and Steve is is off uh, traveling somewhere. Uh, who, who the hell knows? Anyway, um, episode forty six. We decided that uh, the tier list was so good, specifically in an audio only format, that we would continue. We would continue in, into the next couple of generations. So um, we have we have Gen three uh, and and Gen four in front of us. Uh, if you want to catch Gen one uh, and and Gen two, uh, feel free to catch up on episode forty five, a banger of an episode. Uh, did 
did really well. People people really like really like tier lists. Uh, and and if you're watching the video on YouTube, you can actually just look at the screen right now and see our placements from last week are still saved here. It's true. It's true. Um, the, we are going to have to we are going to have to change one of those though. Uh, we're going to have to pull out. Um, so you, you you see you see in low effort the the third one along. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, why if, not? If we could, why not that one indeed, Seth? Could, could we just could we just pull that one out for a sec? Yeah, so uh big big fan of the podcast, Trinity. Uh she she politely told us that we know jack shit about Pokemon because why not is a Gen 4 Pokemon. We we ranked him a little too early. Well, you you know what? No, I'm gonna double down. No no no, I I, I think we were right. Uh in, in fact, you know what? We we never ranked why not. Where's the proof? Show me the proof. Um, but you know what? Just just because of don't look at the social not, medias where I already posted the last week's <laughs> <laughs> last week's but, tier list. But, but, but you know what? In in between gaslighting Trinity, why don't we just rank why not? That that would be a, a crazy thing to start to start Gen three. Um, fuck Mudkip, am I right? Let's go straight to why not. So I don't know about you, Seth, but I'm going to be put why not uh, third along in in low effort. I'm not sure why. It's just kind of a vibe I'm getting. Where, yeah, where no, are you at? Why not put it there? Why not put it there, indeed? <laughs> Glad that you and I are on the same page. Um, so, uh, completely unrelated to whether or not people got the tier list right, but uh, what, what would your favorite gen of Pokemon be, Seth? Uh, my favorite gens are actually Gen 2 and Gen 5. Cool. So, when Why Not accidentally came up in Gen 2, uh, did you... I don't know, was that like a... Like, just, did that sort of strike you as odd that they decided to... to uh, balance why not by making it become part of an earlier gen yeah no uh so my my um my monkey brain just kind of uh, dipped on why not i was like gen 2 is the generation where they introduce baby pokemon uh both um uh whooper and quagsire were in the same generation so why not have why not and uh wobbuffet in the exact same generation as well they 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 must have done that, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, you know what, I'm pretty sure they did. In fact, I, I think it went past that, where you and I, being the absolute content machines that we are, looked at that and thought, why not add just a little sprinkle of controversy by putting a wrong gen Pokemon into the gen 1, gen 2 pink shiny sprite tier list of, uh, of 2022, sponsored by Step 10 before Truck Month. <laughs> no, 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 those are only for Josh's album of the week. What if We're Josh's winning. album of the week sponsored this tier list? Now, now that's a completely different story. <laughs> do, do we have Josh's uh, approval for that? Do we need it? <laughs> I don't what's know. He, what's, what, what's he going to do? Make <laughs> us review Kids Bop again? You know what? <laughs> yes, let's just do Kids Bop he, again. He, he, he asked condescendingly because Josh, I don't think, I still don't think Josh realizes we did Kids Bop. I'm pretty sure we told him and he's like, what the fuck is a Kids Bop? <laughs> oh nothing but nothing but professionalism and and uh he he is beauty he is grace uh fast travel lounge 2022 um <laughs> why don't we get into the actual tier list though starting with mudkip uh i want to i want to print a retraction of what i said about five minutes ago uh, i would very much like to unfuck the mudkip mudkip is perhaps my favorite uh one of my favorite pokemon uh actually a pokemon that i have on a on a t-shirt Oh, nice. I, yeah, I enjoy Mudkip from... quite a bit. I don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> okay, well, you're making it sound weird, but it was, the, it was a memento that I got from the Nintendo store in New York. 
Wow, rub it in my face that you've been to New York. <laughs> the Nintendo store in New York, no less. Mm, mm. Uh, well, you know, once... Uh... <laughs> no, no, you know what? It crossed my mind, I gotta commit. Once we get the sweet, sweet Illumination movie Super Mario Bros, everyone can get a taste of Nintendo in New York. <laughs> it, I'm... <laughs> Uh, I, I don't I'm want to go back sorry. to that. I don't want to go back to that thought. <laughs> Linda Belcher oh, is sorry. good in Bob's Burgers. We don't need her in everything. It's true. It's true. Uh, so where are we thinking for Mudkip? Um, I'm thinking right off the bat, like, it's at least a high A. True. True. I honestly, I would probably consider him. Oh, actually, I would say S tier, but you know what? They, ke- they kept his orange uh, cheek. Whisker, whisker things, whisker fin, whisker gills. Uh, that does that orange. does seem a little low effort on their end, but I also think it just works really nicely. <coughs> like that orange is nice with that pink. The the orange is nice, but the problem is it is low effort. So what do we do here? We are at an impasse. We have a a beautifully pink mudkip, one of perhaps the bestest boys, but the orange is the same as the OG sprite. In which case, it it is partially low effort. Do do we meet in the middle and put it in B tier? No, no. You know what? No, no. I I I think it's still A tier. I think I think it's still A tier. I'm I'm trying to think of if I can justify him in S tier, but I don't think I can. So I I think I think high A. Okay, I'm I'm willing to put it above Vaporeon. Yeah. The the yeah, the Mareep like I'm not too sure about. I I still really like the the blue and pink Mareep. Above Vaporeon feels right to me. Yeah, uh, Marshtomp. Marshtomp? Hmm. It's pretty good. Marshtomp's one of those ones where, in general, I think is a weird-looking Pokemon as it is. Um, but I'm willing to put it in, like, high B. No, 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 not high B. Um, mid B. Below Dratini specifically. Yeah, we could do mid B. I, I was actually contemplating C, just because Marshtomp to me is such a forgettable middle Evo. No one ever goes, Marshtomp is my favorite Pokemon. I'm sure someone out there has said it, but it's and definitely you know not what? us. If you're that person, get help. Uh, Swampert, though. Oh, oh Swampert. Swampert's great. Swampert takes what? Swampert? Sorry, I should have said it about the Marshtomp, but I like the um, purple fins with the pink body. Um, mm. Marshtomp just makes that work a lot better, and the yellow's been reverted back to, like, a middle ground between the yellow and the orange of the earlier two. I think it looks yeah. a lot better and, um, than, than Marshtomp did. I'm- Okay. I'm still so, in maybe high A's for this, maybe bottom of S. So, let me, let me, let me tell you, let me paint you a picture, if, if you will. Uh, so- You've you've just been challenged to uh, I was going to say youngster Joey. It has to be an actual threat. Uh, a, a friend a friend on the bus with with your GBA Link cable and your. And oh your man, playing, I wish I had uh, one of those. I had a Game Boy Link cable though. That too. We'll use that instead. All right. Just let's make make it about you, Seth. It's fine. Uh, and and in that, uh, your 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 rival tosses out a Swampert. It happens to be choice banded. It's adamant. It's it's ready to go. It drops it drops a, a sick uh, earthquake or a sick avalanche. It absolutely wrecks your team, right? And you're thinking, wow, that swamp pit is really strong. Now, wait, wait, hold up, hear me out. Make it pink. <laughs> Boom, S tier. Yeah, yeah, fair. 
it being pink is just more insult to injury. Now, where on well, S tier do we want it's not it? It's not even about insult. It's just like you could be balling out of control, or you could be balling out of control and be pink. I'm. Uh, where on S though? You know That's what? Such a good point. You're 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 making good arguments. I'm willing to to put it all the way at the top of S. Ooh, ooh, that that tick that that tickles my Gen three fancy nicely. I will take that. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Mega Swampert, though, also known as Hashtag Arm Day. I'm too scared to put him on anything below he's here. I feel like if I don't put him, like, <laughs> there, he's going to forcibly put us there. And, and you know what? He's going to swift swim his way over to your house. <laughs> and and he's, he's not even going to... It's not even that he's going to attack you. He's going to throw smaller, less worthy Swamperts at you with <laughs> <Yes>. force. <laughs> his anchor arms know no limits. <laughs> <laughs> do you think do you, do you think if he could talk he'd go through the same sort of Popeye stutter of just constantly eating spinach I think if he grabbed you he'll use you like a squeezy toy like your, you know those squeezy toys where the eyes pop out that, that would <laughs> actually happen to you and, and you know the worst part he'd be smiling when he does it too <laughs> yeah he'll think it's hilarious <laughs> your bones will squeak and he'll laugh about it <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> that's a, that's absolutely horrifying, but I think very <laughs> accurate. Um, next up, Slackoth. So, I I really like Slackoth. I also like Slackoth. Slackoth was a rare encounter in Petalberg Forest, and so every time I found one, uh, not every time, every, well, I guess between playing the original games and then playing the remakes to find a slack off or rather to hunt down a slack off because I know it's there. I just need to, I just need to encounter one is always like a point of pride because slack off. He's, he's, he's just a fun guy. He, uh, he's, he, he's, he's down for a bit of loafing around. I, I guess he's that. just like me. <laughs> just, just kind of laying there, chilling, not knowing what's going on. Yawning at people. Causing people that look at them to, to fall asleep when they're exposed to Yeah, definitely. So where are we putting? Because uh, I, I really like his shiny sprite. I also really like his shiny sprite. I think it's, I think it's a eight here though. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I, I don't like it more than Mudkip. I don't like it more than Vaporeon. Do you like I'd probably it even put it than... below Aerodactyl. Yeah, that's where I, that's sort of where I was thinking. Yeah, right below Aerodactyl seems right to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's those brown list. stripes that ruin it for me. Yeah, well, not ruin right. it, it's, but holds it back. It's, it's an interesting inversion because the, like, Slackoth body is, like, is brown, but it's got, I think, white stripes? Yeah, something like that. So it's interesting that they kept the brown stripes with, with the color inversion. Anyway, uh, next up, Loud Red. Uh, I, I feel like the next four go into low effort. The next four. Yes. Interesting. Because I'm pretty I, so, sure that Skitty is pretty close to just normal Skitty colors. I mean, I, I would have put Skitty into not pink, personally, because regular Skitty is pink. So what, what are we even doing here? Yeah, you know what? You're right about that. Uh, Delicat, though, is actually I, purple I and does, does revert to pink. So I think I think that goes into low efforts because yes, it's just that, it's that's... just copying Skitty's colors. 
Definitely. Easy, easy, low effort. But, but I think it should go, like, second place in low effort, because at least it's changed colours. At least when you encounter it, you do know that it's a shiny. It yes. doesn't just look... Okay, it does look a bit diseased, admittedly, but you, you still know that it's a shiny. Anyway, so now that we've done Skitty and Delcaddy, <laughs> why don't we give that to Loud Red next part? <laughs> um, so, just on a personal... This isn't even about the sprite, this is just about Loud Red, just the Pokemon. I want to put it in Disgustang. Yeah, I will give you that. Where, where on Disgusting do you want? I am pretty Disgusted by it, so... Uh, do we do we count the left or the right side of Disgusting? Le the, left side is the, the most more. disgusting. Then I, I would put it left side. Actually, actually, no, 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 no. Right side was the most disgusting because last time we we both agreed that Blossom was less oh. disgusting than um actually, uh, Sneasel. Sneasel. Sneasel is still pretty disgusting. Maybe put him in the maybe we split the difference. Put him in the middle. Put it in the middle. Okay. Yeah, Sneasel, Sneasel is still very much disgusting to me. Uh, and then Exploud, I honestly, I would put Exploud in low effort because to me, I, to me, it, it looks, it looks very similar to its regular sprite. Yeah, it's, it's regular sprite is a, a light blue purpley. This just uh, this changes is... to a light pink. I, I'm yeah. not a big fan of it. Now, no. I don't know where to put it on low effort though. Do we, do we put it near the bottom? I, I'm feeling uh -oh. there. Yeah, no, I, I could, I could buy that. Okay. Next up, Sharpedo. I like this one a lot. I, I really like the Sharpedo shiny. I, so it's interesting. I do as well normally. It might just be the sprite chosen for this tier list, but it's not. I remember, I, I feel like the, the sprite or maybe the model is, is different and better than the sprite that we have in front of us here. Am I crazy? Yeah, no, the um I'm looking at other pictures of the model and it does look to be fair, it goes more towards purple, but the underside is pink. So I think it mm. counts. But no, the, the colors it? are the colors are much deeper in other artwork and uh, um the 3D model. I'd um mm. I'd put it into S, I like it that much. Ooh. Interesting. Uh Specifically, I want to put it here. Okay, that, that's- if we were going to put it on S tier, that's where I would have put it too. Now, as good as Sharpedo was, what if we just bolted a chainsaw to the front of Sharpedo and turned him into Sharpedo Chainsaw Man? That, that's even better. It's like- it's like, there. I love that there is going to be someone out there listening that says, I want to put it there. And I go, mm -hmm, yes, I agree, Seth. And right. the other listener goes, where the fuck did they put it? Right. So to explain the last two, Sharpedo, I put above uh, the, um, the Dragonair, uh, in between the Dragonair and the Ampharos in S tier. And Mega Sharpedo, I put in right below uh, Swampert in S tier, making it second place. Cool. Now that we've finally caught the class up on what the <laughs> fuck we're doing with the next hour. Uh, next up, Whalmer. Now, I think Whalmer's a fun guy, but this look, just look at his grin. To me. Oh, he's, he's, he's got happy, a nice big but, grin in this sprite. But, but you know why he's happy? He's happy because he didn't have to spend too long getting his makeup done because the shiny is so close to the original sprite. Is it? 
I I think it's different enough. Uh, no, it's about the same as where we would have done the um, the why nots and uh, um. Ah uh, yes, the classic Boba Gen Fitz. three Pokemon. Why not? Yes, I agree. Yes, it, it's around the, one, the same the area one. we've done why not and um, and Skitty uh, Delicati. I mean, maybe maybe mm. third place below Delicati. Third place and low effort. Yeah, yeah third place I, low effort. That. And so this is interesting. Again, I feel like the, sp- the, the, the in-game sprite and the model for Shiny Whale Lord is a lot nicer than the sprite for this tier list. It might be. It might just be like the screenshots that were taken for this tier list weren't that great. Because I, uh, feel free to look this up at home, think that Shiny Whale Lord is a more striking pink than the one in front of us. It's a little more purple that, from the pictures I'm looking at. More purple. Yeah, which which purple. would qualify it into the not pink. Then or the, into the, not actually, pink no, no, the, the low. Yeah, no, yeah, the, the not pink. It's um. Oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. You know what? Put put it next to the skitty. The internet next to the will skitty? know why. Yeah, the internet will know what to do with that one. You're welcome, degenerates. Well, Lord is above skitty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't you just say it more explicitly, you sick fuck? <laughs> Whalelord is topping Skitty. <laughs> right, uh, next up. Same egg group. Tier list. <laughs> no, we're, we're, try- we're trying to be tactful, but what, what we're saying is they fuck, alright? Uh, next up in the tier list, we have, uh, wait, Cradilly. Cradilly's the second one, yeah? I, I don't know. I don't know these two Pokemon very well, honestly. Don't worry, it's Cradilly. Your 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 Gen 3 resident expert is here, and he's here to tell you that that is Cradilly. Uh, so, Cradilly... Normally I, green. Normally green, yes. Uh, rock grass, as, as the type. It is one of the fossil Pokemon from Gen 3. Um, I, I have a love-hate relationship with the Pokemon, regardless of the sprite, just the Pokemon itself. Bit a bit of a love hate relationship. I I'm kind of digging the sprite. Not not like S tier, but like it's a solid low A to high B to me. Yeah, I'd I'd be willing to go with um with the low A. I do like the um the pale yellows and the oranges on it. I'd God, I'd even go above um Slackoff. Ooh, I'm not sure if I'd put him above Slackoff. Above Makago, but I don't know if I'd put him above Slackoff. You know what? You are the Gen 3 expert. I will give you this. So, uh, for the audio listener out there, uh, Cradilly is now in slot 6 of the A- Yes, A tier. Cool. Yep, right uh, between Slackoff and uh, uh, Makago. Makago. Mm-hmm. Next one, um, uh, Armeldo. Armeldo? Yes, Armeldo. Yes. Uh, now, Armeldo, I really I also like, like this one quite a bit. Both as a Pokemon and also as the shiny sprite. Like I, I also, if, I also if like I, how I have a up, no, you please go. finish your thought. I was talking, <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. Seth, no, you you please, you go. If 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 I don't edit it, then it'll sound like we've both been trying to start the same sentences at the same time. So um I, I like that like the hardened parts of it, like the what would normally be be the black parts of its shells. They're they're a lot more shiny in this sprite that we're looking at as well. Like they're more metallic looking. And it might just mm. be because the red part of where it was black is also pink now, so it's kind of like 
blending a little better, but I really like that about it. Mm, mm. I, I really like it uh, just sort of conceptually. Like if I was lucky enough to just find a fossil, I actually don't think I've ever had a fossil turn into a shiny in any Pokemon game. I assume it can because how else do you get shiny fossils? But Don't you breed uh, them? Um, oh, I guess you can. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can get shinies from fossils, but you can breed them into being shinies. That that would be it. Yeah. Can you? That's that's an interesting one. I'm sure. Surely there's a chance. A really like. I mean, I guess the the regular shiny chance is ridiculously low, but surely you can get a shiny out of a fossil. Oh, in on second thought, apparently you can't breed fossil Pokemon. So. Can you not? I swear I made a competitive Aerodactyl. Maybe that was by luck. Maybe. Or maybe it's just specifically in Sword and Shield you couldn't. Hmm. Anyway, back to the tier list. I really like Armeldo. Uh, I like him enough. If, if I, as I say, was lucky enough to get a shiny fossil, I would base my entire team around him because that, that's how cool he is. Rock Bug is a sick, is a sick combo to me. Uh, I... I don't think I don't think he's vicious enough to force his way into the into the he's here tier. Like if he knocks on my door and, and then like I open the door and it's and it's shiny Armeldo, I, I give him a high five and send him on his way, you know? I don't worry about him turning me into a chew toy. Yeah, no, definitely not. He's he's kinda here to just like maybe maybe tell you about his Lord and Savior and then be on his merry way. Oh my god, you know what it would be? It would be like <clears throat> wait, you never play Mass Effect, have you? No, I haven't. But okay. go on. <sighs> having Armeldo in your team would be like having Javik in your party in Mass Effect, where he just tells you about how things were back in his day. Oh no, he's a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like the fun uncle boomer. Is he also slightly racist? Not not blatantly racist, but look it, it, it seems through the cracks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Do we make a new tier? Your racist uncle? No, it would be blatantly racist light. <laughs> um, no, I think or, we should just diet blatantly blatantly racist. <laughs> diet racist. <laughs> um, no, so, I, I so think now, now I I'm think divided. He, he's he's either diet blatantly racist or bottom of S tier. <laughs> That's such a spread. I, I think we just keep the racist tier as it is because the racism needs to exist for the jinx line. Fair. Everything, the best every, tier he is. Yeah, everything else. Let's go. <laughs> everything else gets an actual grade, unless they're not pink. I completely forgot we have two wiggly tufts on the tier list for some reason. <laughs> there were two wiggly tufts to choose from the Zach wiggly tuff and the Cody wiggly tuff. Which one's an S tier? <laughs> the Zach one. Okay, good. Glad you remember that. Uh, Spiel. Spiel is a good boy, but Spiel so, hits that same uh, Wilma problem. He does, but I, but I also feel like Spiel could classify for he made it. Do you think because, so? Because when Spiel defense curls and then rolls, ro roll outs, ro rolls out, roll outs, roll. Transform and roll, roll out? Roll, 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 roll outs. Is, Rollouts. Yeah, I think that's the one. When when Spiel defense curls and then rollouts, um, 
Uh, nothing, nothing survives. I feel like that's more of a he's here fret. Actually, you know what? Yeah, okay. So, question. You hear a knock at the door. You open it. And in... Sorry, there are two doors. Both of them. There's a knock at both of them. You open one door. And uh, uh, you don't even get to open the door. Mega Swampert just punches through the door, grabs you and squeezes you until your eyes bulge out. Uh, but door number two... Uh, it knocks, and then it goes quiet, and you open the door, and you don't see anything. And then there's just this cannonballing spiel in the <laughs> distance, getting getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, but you can no longer pull the door closed. It's, like, stuck open, uh, and it's just building up more and more power. Uh, and then, and then, and then you die. Uh, does that- I, I feel like that's a he's- that, I feel like that's a he's here threat. Yeah, I, I was also kind that's, of thinking that's that it's still- what me and the MCU call an Avengers-level threat. <laughs> I, I was also thinking that instead of opening the door, it just crashes through the bottom of your door and makes you trip forward. <laughs> it doesn't even kill you. It just keeps tripping you over. Yeah. It's nothing but a mild and it's like It's like when a bowling ball hits your leg. I feel like that could shatter your leg, but yeah, okay. He's here level threat. Let's go. Do you think if a Mega Swampert goes to a basketball court, he uses a spiel as the ball? <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> and his spiel's defense curled, so if, if he Swampert's the only one that can actually manage it, if he passes, <laughs> it's just going through people. Do you think- You, you know that whole- uh, you, have you seen Nam Kung Pao? <coughs> yeah, I have, yeah. You, you know that guy that gets uh, punched in the stomach and it just makes a perfect circle through his chest? Oh my it's god, that. yes. <laughs> Do, do you think do you think if on the basketball court Mega Swampert just uh stands on the three point line, reaches forward, grabs the basketball hoop, pulls it down, and just dunks feel into it that the ref considers that three points or two points? The ref doesn't have a choice. Swampert's so already put it up points. on three points. <laughs> do you think Swampert is uh, uh shirts or skins? <laughs> I think he skins, and you know what? I think it goes further. I think, I think Mega Swampert from the halfway mark just goes for the hail mary and shoots the spiel, and then does the fadeaway and starts celebrating, <laughs> even though all he did was put a hole in the wall next to where the basketball hoop was. But he he kills everyone that disagrees that he just scored a three pointer. He, the crowd is obliterated behind the, the stands as well. Like, there's just a crater through everything in this field's way. <laughs> the idea that if a Swampert can throw, if a Swampert can use a vital throw or seismic toss on a defense curled spiel, that it automatically goes to rollout level 5. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Alright, next up on the list, uh... Oh, those are out of order. Uh, we should be doing Celio next, not Warren. There we go. <clears throat> cool, crisis averted. Uh, Celio, low effort. Low effort. I, I think so. Next to the Whalemer, like that. Yeah. So, I, I know that we just said that Spiel is an Avengers level, uh, he's here threat. Celio 
I think if it really he, he came doesn't down have to that it, ball energy that Spiel does. Yeah, exactly. I I think I think if it if it came down to uh, me uh, dying of exposure or hiding inside a Celio, it's a dead Celio. That's all I'll say. Um, next up, Walrein. Walrein, I kind of like. Walrein, I also kind of like. I I really like the silver bands around the neck and tail. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we split the difference here and uh, and and stick him somewhere somewhere B? in B, B yeah below Dratini, below Dratini. I hate you for that, but yes, <laughs> I hate that. Also, yes. Uh, next one. Do you have any idea what this one is? This is Mega Mawile. It is. It is. I really like Mawile as a Pokemon. And I Mega also Mawile? really like Mawile as a Pokemon. Is one of my favorite megas. It's so good, and this this shiny is peak color design for me. It is. So the question is, if you hear a knock at the door, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now, what are we more scared of the the two mouths on the Mega Mawile's head or the Swampert grabbing us? Uh. I, I think you're looking at the wrong comparison point there, friend. I'm more scared of the spiel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be mildly inconvenienced until I die. <laughs> you're, you're correct on that. Which is why I'm asking if <laughs> for for the Swampert comparison. Uh, be, because uh, on, this, on this side, left is what we're more happy to see and right is what we're more terrified to see. Well, in that case, I feel like we should put... Yeah, I feel like we should put Mega Mobile second, then. Second? Yeah. I am the most terrified of seeing Delibird. <laughs> Wait, oh, if it's no, that... Least, if it's that... Least. Oh, least, least, I'm, yes. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 De Delibird is a happy arrival of he's here. The rest <laughs> are here for blood. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's like the one in ten that... that... <laughs> but, okay, so... Mega Swampert, Vital throws Delibird. <laughs> Delibird, while at Mark II flying towards you, lobs a choice banded hustled present. And Either... inside that present is a spheal. <laughs> <laughs> when the present when that present hits you, either your entire bloodline vanishes from history, or you live forever. <laughs> <laughs> You have a chance of being gifted immortality with the force of that present. And all I'm saying is I'd happily run that gambit. Um, lastly, Shamu. Uh, I'm, I'm still shocked that they introduced Shamu in Gen 3. Uh, really didn't think we'd get a crossover with movies like that, but here we are, I guess. I like Pink Shamu. I also like Pink Shamu. The, the question is, does it, does it jump over that barrier we call low effort? So the thing is, right... Would Pink Shamu exist if SeaWorld hasn't been shut down yet? Hmm. I'm not sure on that. I I'm I feel like SeaWorld is going to force it into existence. Interesting. Interesting. I, I okay. think SeaWorld is running out of ideas. They need some way to make Shamu more interesting. They're going to they're going <laughs> to force it to be pink. Interesting. That's that's a pretty good business strategy. I hope that works out for them. Um counteroffer. 
You hear a knock at the door. <laughs> How many doors do I have? They're all breaking. Well, no, but this one's underwater because Shamu knocked on it. Oh, right, fair. My underwater house, <laughs> the one I go to every <laughs> summer. Um, so, I, 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 I like Shamu. I like Shamu enough that I think it should be, maybe not S, I, th I think it's a solid A tier candidate. Uh, I do think if we don't make it a good A tier candidate, it will drown us like it drowned all those trainers that tried to tame it. So I think we should bear that in mind with where we place it in A uh, on, on the A tier. I'm going to give you A. I'm going to say below Aerodactyl. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. I, the, the, the pink on blue works better for me than the pink and red stripes yep. from um, Shamu. I'd, I'd, I'd allow that. So uh, Shamu, which of course we've nicknamed Kyogre. Uh, I actually don't know where that name came from. Shamu is such a pretty name. Um, uh, is now fifth place in the, in the A tier. And I think that brings us to the end of Gen 3. Is I that... believe so, unless there's some Gen 3 candidate hiding among the Pokemon list down there. I don't think there is. I, I think we're on top. Oh, wait, wait. We accidentally, we, we forgot to grade Wynord again. Ah, shit. We um, pull him out. Pull him out. Pull it out? Pull him out. Yeah, yeah, pull him out. Okay. All right. Lucky last. Um, after Shamu, uh, the other legendary of Gen 3, why, why not? Uh, I don't know about you. I think we put him fifth spot, maybe maybe sixth spot in, uh, in, in low effort. That, that, that's just where I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. Fifth spot sounds, sounds good. Mm, mm, cool. All right. <laughs> Why not is now the fifth most low effort Pokemon in this tier list. Next up, Chimchar. Um, I early impression is that I'm liking this evolution line. The more it goes up, Chimchar is down near the bottom. Maybe even a disgusting candidate for me. Maybe even disgusting. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'd say disgusting. I mean, it's it's the. I, I think it's got charm. I certainly is it C for charm. C for charm. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask we place it at the bottom because that that's just how I'm feeling about it. How how are you feeling? Do you want to move it up a little? Well, so the thing is, I I'd be willing to put. It's Monferno, right? The second one? Yes. Yeah. I'd be willing to put Monferno near Disgusting or bottom of C, uh, bottom of C but I think, I think Chimchar's got, got some quality. I'd, I'd put, him up, put him up near the top of C. Near the top? Uh, yeah. Yeah, whereabouts near the top? Uh, probably even the top. C, At the C, top? C for Chimchar, yeah. C for Chimchar. Okay. Now, now sorry, what did you say was the second, the second one's evolution called? Monferno, hopefully. Monferno? I actually want yeah. to put this in B. Interesting. I want to put them in Disgusting. I, I actually think that this works a little better than Chimchar, and that's the um the purple above the eye, as, as the eyelids work really well. We can put them in B, but it can't be high B. You know what? That's fair. I'll... I feel like... I feel like bottom of B is nice. 
yeah, C for Chimcha, bottom of B for Monferno. That that tracks. Uh, and then Infernape. This one honestly kind of feels low effort to me. I actually like this one a lot. I I think this one's like A tier. It feels like Monferno showed up at the laundromat and someone accidentally put like a, a colored sock in in with his belongings, and and now he's that color. I I can kind of see that, but it's also been going in line with what the others have been color scheme wise, and I just think the pink and purple on the white and gold looks really good on this. I'm I'm willing to meet somewhere in the middle and say maybe B as long as it's above, uh, the the second evolution. Oh yeah, no, we're definitely putting him above Monferno. Yeah, Mon. But- it's definitely going above Monferno. Yeah. I, I'm i willing to put it above Marsh Domp. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, my, my, um, <laughs> my absolute zero on the diversity scale score for Marsh Domp tells me that Shiny Infernet probably is better than that. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> next one. Wait, Burmy? No. I believe it's Burmy. No, nah, Burmy's the base one. Uh, Wormadam? That, yeah, that would have to be it, yes. I'm pretty sure it's Wormadam. Um, Wormadam. So, I don't know what variant of Wormadam this is. It, I'm... This the is the one that's already pink. Exactly, that's why I'm confused. I'm hoping that it's actually just another variant of Wormadam, and the variant that it is means that the shiny form is pink, but there is already a pink Wormadam. So, I think when we know where this is going... Low Three, effort. two, one. Oh, I was going to say disgusting, but uh, yeah, I, I guess low effort. No, that, that, that I, I think I think below the slowpoke even this this feels like it's not changed at all. I I feel like uh, the the artist that had to come up with a shiny Wormadam sprite uh, when don't worry here's one I prepared earlier and just copy pasted and hope no one noticed but we noticed. Yeah, you, you didn't expect us to go into a tier list of just pink Pokemon. Yet here we are. Uh, Alright, next yeah, one. So what seems to be the only difference is that the um, the, the black part of it is now blue. Like a light blue-gray. So it's barely changed. Well, you know what? Regular Wormadam to be pink would be the trash cloak. And I think that accurately describes the shiny one too. Uh, and so that's where it shall stay. Next one, shiny Pachirisu. He's a good boy. It's a very good boy. I think it's He's adorable. A good boy. <laughs> um, how 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 good how good boy are we talking? B good boy, A good boy. I'm I'm I think, I'm I thinking. I think Patrice is a good boy. A good boy. Yeah, I'm also feeling that. In fact, the more I'm looking at it, the higher up this list is going. I I think definitely, we put it definitely not above Mudkip. Definitely but, not yeah. above Mudkip. I'd. I'd say below I, I, Vaporeon and above mm-hmm. Aerodactyl. Which means he's now fourth in A tier. You are welcome, audio listener. Next up, Shiny Cherim. Disgusting. I wouldn't eat this cherry. I'd... I'd eat it. It looks kind of peachy. You're telling me that there's like a nice big box of cherries that you got that's probably like a $20 like grab bag from, from your local farmer's market and... One of them looks like that, and you're like, "Oh, oh no! This is this has ruined my box." This looks like a skittle. 
How did a skittle get in? How did a skittle get in my box of berries? Oh well. Okay, so so do do you take a bite? I do. I I may even put it in. I may even put the whole cherry in my mouth. Do do you bite the large one or the small one? Um, definitely the large one. Yeah. I I think. So where where on, where on the tier list does that put this be, Yusef? <laughs> so so you wanted in disgusting. I was feeling maybe, maybe mid bees, maybe around above Mega Aerodactyl, like third from the bottom in B tier. I don't understand. To me, the 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 diseased looking Skittle cherries are C at best. C at best, I. Since since that's uh, above disgusting, I will accept that. I I will put it at the top for C for cherry. But she's also for chimcha. It it is no longer for chimcha. It is now for cherry. <laughs> that that is my stance. <laughs> yeah, I I can't argue with that. Uh, Shellos, low effort. Low Come effort. On, this man. is there's, usually there's a pink already, one. There's already a pink one. Yeah, in fact, I'm pretty sure this is the blue one being shiny into pink, and the pink one goes shiny into blue. I hate that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to show up on this one. You know but what? Do you... I'm going to put it into not pink because it's pretending to be pink. It's a blue boy pretending to be pink. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll allow that. Uh, it's not going to be on this tier list, but can we just talk about, for, for, for one sec, how amazing shiny Minior is from Pokemon Sun and Moon? Um, Shiny Minior? I don't remember that one. Let me look it up real quick. So, Minior looks like a rock normally, but then, uh, when... <clears throat> Actually, shoot, I don't remember it's how like it It's like a, um, uh, it's like a shooting star from, um, uh, from Super Mario Galaxy, like the Lumas, when you take off yeah. the shell. Yeah, but I don't remember where, how the shell gets removed. I think it's just damage. Part of its ability? Is it just damage? I think so. Anyway, um, Minior comes in all different sorts of colors. There's, uh, there's probably some list that you can look up of all the different colors that are available. Shiny Minior is black. And Shiny Minior looks awesome. Shiny Minior does look pretty cool, I will say. I have a Shiny Minior. <laughs> That's where I'm trying to get to with this. I have a Shiny Minior, and, and he is awesome. He's. I think this. I think, I think all of the colors. Match. I think all of the different colors have a shiny variant where they're just darker colors with um instead of um the whites on their on their um like the like, white triangles all around them or the colored triangles they become colored in. Hmm. It's been a while. Anyway, I'm just thinking of um cool shinies while we're looking at the super low effort ones. Um, next one, shiny ambipom. I hate ambipom. I'm willing to put it into the disgusting. Is it racist though? I don't think so. All right, we'll put them in disgusting at least. I don't think anything will beat out Sneasel for disgusting. I, it it so beats out Sneasel be for me. Really? Yeah. It's haircut but, grosses me out. Right, but that's that's not like a sprite thing. Yeah, no, that's and just shiny, a general shiny, de design shiny thing. Sneasel, 
Chinese Nizla is the worst of disgusting because look how they massacred my boy. Okay, you know what? You make a fair argument. I'll put it below Sneasel. I think I think if we're ever going to send a statement to Nintendo, it's got to be on the back of Shiny Sneasel being the top slash bottom, you know, depending on context, of the disgusting tier in the 2022 FTL's guide to pink shiny sprites across all Pokemon gens. I think the message uh, we sent to them is just stop messing with Sneasel. Every time they try, they mess it up. True. Uh, <laughs> Sneasler even. <gasps> Now that's disgusting. That 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 is uh, that doesn't even make it onto the list. It's that low in the trash. So time to divide opinions. Shiny Buneary. I like it. I think it's cute. I like it, and I like Shiny Lopunny as well. I also like Shiny Lopunny. Now the question is, where do we put them? I think Shiny Be- Lopunny is better than Shiny Buneary. Hmm. So B B for Buneary, A for Lopunny. Is sort of where I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds good to me. I'm even willing to put Beniri at the top of B rank. Ah, oh, for B for Beniri, I, I like the way you think. Yes. Uh, so if, lo- you, if you just put Lopani to L for L for Lopani. Lopani, I think. I don't think it beats out the Pachirisu. I think it's between Pachirisu and Aerodactyl. I'd agree. I'd agree. So that puts Lopani. New At fifth place fifth spot. Mm, fifth spot in the A tier. Uh, next up, Megalopony. Now, now hear me uh, out, Patrick. Okay. You're sitting down and you hear a knock at your door. <laughs> oh my god, there are two doors in this room. <laughs> Both of them are Both knocking the at the same time. Megalopony is just frantically sprinting around both doors, knocking at both of them with her feet. I open the door. Do I get a high jump kick in the face? Yes. And your skull's gone. <laughs> you, you, know, you know those uh, Mortal Kombat x-ray moves where you just see the skull shatter? <laughs> that happens to you on impact. <laughs> All right. Is Megalopony smiling while this is happening? Oh, of course. Megalopony is getting off on it. <laughs> you know what? There's a part of me that wants to say, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to pay no, extra no. for Megalopony to stomp on me when she's done? My, my question to you is, is this Megalopony you're imagining an alpha Pokemon? <laughs> alpha, like, He's here, or Alpha, as in the big Pokemon. Oh shit! <laughs> Lady uh, Dimitrescu, pleasure <laughs> to meet you. How many layers of horny are we putting this on? <laughs> is my question. I feel like we need to put it into disgusting, not because sh- sh- uh, Shiny Megalopony is disgusting, but because we are by proxy. That's fair. Now, now. <laughs> My question is, is that a low rank disgusting or a high rank disgusting? I think I think it's low rank. It's just a little bit of degeneracy, just like a little just a little sprinkling. Uh, uh yeah. I, I think I think still still a little more than where Blossom is coming in at with disgusting. Oh Blossom is, is horrific. <laughs> you you uh, see that flower and you're glad your sense of smell is gone. <laughs> no, I see that flower and I think Holy shit, it took away my sense of smell. 
and then I got stomped by Megalopon. <laughs> and I'm more upset about one of these. <laughs> it's definitely the smell. <laughs> it's definitely the smell. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move okay. on to Honchcrow? We definitely should. So, uh, so taking us to Horny Jail is, is Shiny Honchcrow. He does look like a lad that would take us directly to Horny Jail. He's even pointing to it. <laughs> um, I like this one quite a bit. I'll be I honest. Well. I think the pink and red yeah. and white works really well. I also it, just it, really like Honchcrow just as a Pokemon. It it might even be third place S tier for me. I I yeah, I I'd agree with that. Okay, that was uh, a quick so one we, then. Yeah, nice and easy. Next one, uh, Happiny. Low effort. Low effort. It's usually pink. Mm-hmm. Let's let's put it below the slowpoke though. But not yep. b- not below the um the the Wormadon. Wormadam, yeah. Uh Blissey, same, same same place, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep, keep the evolution. Keep the evolution line, line though. Yeah. Cool. Ah, okay. So The one time they actually wild. did sneasel okay was making Weavile. They did, they did. Problem is, Shiny Weavile is, is not okay. So, Shiny Weavile also- It's not okay, but I, do, I- I was gonna say, it's not okay, but I don't think it's disgusting. I think it's a very, very bottom of C. Like, it just breaches over the barrier of disgusting. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'll allow that. Now, now shiny one. Magmortar, I think we know I, where we put this. Yeah, definitely. Wait, why are you- what? Hang on. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. Uh, he is now- what's that? Ninth? Ninth no, place in- six. Is that right? Ninth, yeah. Yeah, above Magmar on S tier. Tenth place, that's tenth place. Or am I blind? I think that's tenth place. Let, let me count. Yeah, that's 10th place. Yeah, okay, cool. 10th <clears throat> place in A tier. I'd agree with that. Magmortar kind of balling out of control. We have a lot of Rotoms to go through here. We do. Do, do, we, do we do ourselves a favor and just batch them all together? Because they all kind of have the same kind of... Oh, some of them are a little different aesthetically. Like, I like the Rotoms with the blue eyes better than the ones with the red eyes and the yellow eyes. Do we make well, a Rotom let's... tier? <laughs> Just to save ourselves some effort. I don't know. I I think I think we have a, a easier way of, of doing this, honestly. Uh OG OG Rotom, I think we can grade uh naturally. Oh r- yeah, regular Rotom is very high for me. Yeah, I really like regular Rotom as I, well. I think it goes above the Wooper even. Above the Wooper. I really like those uh, turquoise blue eyes <sighs> with the shiny Rotom. It's close. It's close. I, I, I guess I'll let it above the Wooper, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it. But we'll, we'll Wait. Here, look at that. We're, 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 we're compromising. That's uh, a valuable communication skill to have and one that lots of people could learn from. Thank us later. Next one. <clears throat> we're Washing machine. The next five. So... 
where do you live currently, Surf? Not not address, but just like like a house, a flat, an apartment, a, house. a mansion, a house. Cool. So in this house, I, I even have uh, a washing machine like this, row, Tom. That that's going to be my question. So it's a Sunday, and you've just been told that you have some chores to do. The chores are do the washing, do the fridging, do the fanning, do the ovening, or do the mowing. Which one of those chores is is more? Uh, which one of those chores are you happy to do? Ah, uh, the washing is higher on the list. Uh, then actually, no, no, cooking then washing. Then well, cooking. I don't think I said cooking. Which one was cooking? I I am I am taking over and saying that the fridge is now for cooking. What the fuck does the oven do, Seth? <laughs> Roast. Like what happens to Josh every week. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you back me to try to figure out how to make that work. Well played, well played. You know what? Uh, Just with that, the oven goes at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know which tier the oven goes into? That's right, the square hole. Um, so I, I so, think I think instead of instead of uh, forms, we just grade we just grade uh, chores. Okay, yeah, we we just grade chores. So, so I agree. Cooking, cooking can be a fun experience. Yeah, cooking's up there. Cooking's even an S tier for for chores. You don't. You don't think. Okay, hear me out. Right, you've just finished cooking. Do you? Are you telling me that you don't kick open the door in someone else's weird analogy as to like Pokemon at different tiers and announce I made it? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't generally go around kicking down other people's doors to show off my cooking. I usually put it on the table and enjoy it myself. Okay. Do do and do you say it's disgusting? No, I usually say dinner's here. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, it is the other way around. I'm usually more happy about dinner being arrived than Deli Bird's arrival as well. Well, at least. At least you don't sit down and sit down with a knife and fork and go, B. (laughs) Mid. (laughs) Mid. (laughs) Needs more salt. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, Washing. So, washing, I think, can be hit or miss. Do you separate colors and whites? Yes. Not in the racist way, just like (laughs) clothes. Let's just just deal with clothes, right? The the colors go on the back of the bus. The magic school bus, which is actually just my washing machine. Uh, right, so I, I, I like the, the, the ease that a washing machine gives me when it comes to washing my clothes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you have a dryer, then the, the experience is even easier. Do you do, you, do your drying with an oven? Generally not. I want to dry, not exactly. roast. So keep the dryer out of this. The dryer is a different thing from an oven. <laughs> Where are you coming from, Patrick? We only have rotoms, okay? We're trying to do chores with rotoms. When you, you know when what? You go to, I feel like do, the rotom has enough functionality to turn the washing machine into a dryer. Okay, so once do, it's do done washing, close, it starts Seth, drying the food, the, Seth, the clothes do have, itself. Do you, do you have any idea how close these rotoms are to unionizing? We cannot have you going around talking about other appliances that rotom can't turn into. All right. Don't fuck this up for us. We've got a good thing going. Just do we remove the lyrics the of it singing about unions when we uh, animate it? 
<laughs> yes, that was strongly implied. <laughs> now do us all a favor, put the washing machine on the tier list, and move the fuck on before there's any more of this dryer talk, alright? Uh, okay, I, I feel like, I feel like it's high A. It's not S tier. Washing's, washing's fine. Washing's good even, but not great. <laughs> True. True. Uh, all right, fridging. Where, where, where do we feel with fridging? Now, now what do you mean by fridging? <laughs> Are we fridging characters? Are we fridging food? Are we cleaning out the fridge? These are all very good questions <laughs> that I do not have answers to. I We're, feel like we have to go with cleaning out the fridge. Oh, cleaning out the fridge is a terrible experience. It's it it's is. done quickly, but it sucks. It it often is disgusting. It often is disgusting. In fact, maybe even high disgusting. Not not as disgusting as sneezel. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing nothing touches I, that. I'd still rather I, clean a fridge out than look at shiny sneezel. <laughs> I'd I'd rather touch some rotten vegetables that are in the very back of the fridge and look at that sneezel. I want to touch celery, where the integrity of the celery has completely decomposed. Then look at shiny Sneasel. Now, what are uh, we doing with fanning? What, what, what to you is fanning? So, when, uh, when my god king is lounging on like a chaste lounge and wants concubines to either wave the giant oversized palm fronds or feed him grapes, that's what I'm assuming we're talking about with fanning. Okay. I, I feel like that is also also a disgusting tier because that is a huge abuse of power. Well, I don't know. It's actually a pretty sweet gig. Sometimes a grape falls on the floor and you get to eat it. Perks of the job. Yeah, but that's floor grapes. They're not as good as poisoned uh, cherries. Okay, Seth, do me a favor. <laughs> Walk into any supermarket at today's current prices for grapes and tell me you wouldn't eat grapes off the floor. I don't know. I actually haven't seen the current prices of grapes. I, I assume if, they if vary I mean, wildly day to day. I'm just thinking of the, um, the, uh, the quote from Arrested Development. Like, it's one banana. What could it cost? Five dollars? <laughs> <laughs> God, I miss Jessica Waters. She was gone too soon. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you think of when you think of fanning? I, I was just thinking and it's don't like... don't say fan the flames of revolution. That doesn't count. So, so I wasn't thinking fanning the flames of revolution. I'm more thinking, like, it's, it's not a really hot summer's day, but, like, not Australian summer's day hot. But it's like, it's getting up there, and you just need a fan to turn on to, like, cool off a little bit. That, that's what this Rotom serves, in my Ooh, opinion. That's a solid A. That, that is a solid A. Actually, you know what? It, it might even be an S. Like, nothing better than, than a cool fan on a hot day. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to go above regular Rotom. I think, I think below the Whoopie Boy. Yeah, I'd put him below Whoopie Boy. Finally, mowing the lawn. Mowing sucks, but I'll do it. I, I'll... Feel, like, I feel like there's, there's one community that if you're a guy with a lawnmower, you will always fit into other guys with lawnmowers. You, you all just you all just wave at each other. You know each other like by first name. You you pull out the little uh, the little stick ruler and check that you have the correct number of millimeters for the homeowners association. 
there's at least seven other people named Frank down your street. <laughs> no, but there's like one 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 guy that whose name's Bill, and he always says to be Frank, but he does it in like the jokey, ironic way. And all the Franks look over at him. And then they talk about how they need to get uh need, need, really need to have everyone run for a barbecue one of these days. And a barbecue never but, comes. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're never gonna organize it, but the intention is always there. I, I, the, the more you're talking about this, the more I'm feeling it's like very, very middle of the list. B. It's like mid B and perfectly in the center of the list. The zero on the <laughs> diversity scale, vanilla, uh, vanilla picket fence. It's, it's a uh, centrist. It is. It is. Uh, cool. All right. We made it through all the Rodoms. That was only moderately painful. Um, next up, shiny Garchomp. I, I actually like this one quite a bit, but it's also coming off as low effort to me. Yeah, that's sort of the problem. See, I um, I know Shiny Gimble won't be on this list because he's not pink, but of like I I almost prefer to leave my Shiny Garchomp line as a Gibble in terms of the Shiny, just because it's so much more clear that it's Shiny than uh, Garchomp and Shiny Garchomp. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I've I've definitely seen the appeal of doing that before, especially with the dra- uh, the Dratini line. The Dratini line, okay. stop a Dragonair. But but we're not we're not doing this again, sir. You've been you've been wrong once. It's fine. I've forgiven you. We've moved on. All right. You've moved on, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but the one other thing we need to move is Garchomp into the bottom of C tier. Bottom of C or, or or low effort. I'm I'm not sure. I like it enough for it to avoid uh, low effort. To I think avoid I th- purgatory. <laughs> I think above the the weavile even. Yeah, right. Like they've clawed their way out, but the 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 guard trumps just kind of like used one of its scythes to like push the weavile's face aside and like get a little more attention than the rest. Which is funny, considering that if the weavile used uh, triple axle, it would instantly kill the guard trump. <laughs> This Weavile doesn't look like it knows Triple Axel. <laughs> Weavile's a bitch. Uh, next up, uh, Shiny Mess Spirit. Ah, uh, what? Is this low effort? I cannot remember. I, I would consider it low effort. I, Shiny, Shiny Mess Spirit is normally the, uh, like, so the three Lake Guardians, there's the yellow one, the pink one, the blue one. I really like regular Mess Spirit as the sprite. The, like, happy pink one uh, with the red gem. Uh, yeah, this one this one's changed like the skin color to go from blue to cream, but it's kept the pink. Yeah, not a, not a big fan. Yeah, um, I I say it's more low efforts than the slow perks, which barely change. I'm I'm even willing to go about. Let's let's put it above uh, um mega shiny Heracross. Cool. Which puts it at eight in the in the low effort tier list, uh, which would make sense. Um, and finally, the Gen Four is that right? Finally, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, this checking, is the end of Gen checking. Four. Lucky last for Gen Four, shiny Palkia. Low effort. Low effort. Palkia is ordinarily pink. What do you in think? In fact, I can barely tell the difference based on this sprite. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is close to Wormadon territory. 
Cool. And there we have it. Uh, we didn't do the Gen 3 roundup. We did Awkward. not. <laughs> Whoops. We're already uh, breaking our format. <laughs> Good thing there's only one episode of precedent to break. Uh, right. Do we want to go through just the Gen 3s and then the Gen 4s? And nah, let's do it all. Let's, it let's do it in. all in one go. Cut it back in. Fuck the listeners. I like that. Fair enough. <laughs> um, why don't we start with the He Made It TSF? He Made It is still the pinnacle, the cream of the crop uh, ferret. He made it. He, he made it. And you know what? We're all better for it. Uh, next up in the He's Here tier. Uh, these are all things that you really don't want to see knocking at your door late at night. Uh, starting with Rotom. Really? You just don't want your neighbor to kick your uh, door in and say, dinner's here? (laughs) It's it's true. Is it it Rotom Oven? No, Rotom Heat. Rotom Heat? We we were calling it an oven. I'm pretty sure sure its real name is Rotom Heat. Uh, (laughs) But it's an oven to us. (laughs) It's true. Uh, So the oven. (laughs) And And then he's here, Tia. Uh, the Oven, followed by Delibird, followed by Mega Marwile, followed by Mega Swampert, followed by Spiel. And out of context, that is five-sixths of a very powerful team. <laughs> it actually kind of is. <laughs> God, they do work well together. Especially the Spiel. <laughs> just look at yeah. it. You, you know what? I think, I, think, I think if we just had a second Spiel to round out that team, uh, that's all we need. My my argument is we get a Zoroa that transforms into the Spiel. <laughs> uh, a Zoroa that Josh talks about. Uh, shout out to episode one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, S tier. Take it away, Seth. Uh, we have uh, Marsh Stomp, Mega Sharpedo. Oh, God. Failed at the first hurdle. Oh, I did nice too. A Swampert. God, you know, next, next-, next to Mega Swampert, then the Swampert might as well be a Marsh Stomp. Okay, well, true, but slip up like that. Next thing you're going to tell me that why not's actually a Gen three Pokemon, <laughs> which we all know it's Gen two, right? Yeah, Gen two Pokemon. Um. Okay, so it's starting over S tier. We have uh, Swampert, Mega Sharpedo. Uh, God, what was this Pokemon's name again? The Haunch. The the, yeah, the Haunch, Crow, Haunch yes. himself. Yeah, Haunch Crow. Uh, Mega Ampharos, regular Ampharos, regular Sharpedo, uh, Dragonair, Celebi, Rotom, Wooper. OG Rotom. OG Rotom, yes. Then Wooper, then Fan Rotom, then Magmortar, Magma, Cody. No, no, Zack Wigglytuff. (laughs) (laughs) Zack Wigglytuff, that's the one we want. That's true. uh, You've got to take this one for me. I forget his fossil's name. Uh, uh, Armaldo. Armaldo, that's the one. Thank you, Patrick. Could you please take over the A tiers? Sure. In A tier, we have Rotom Wash uh, on extra with with extra spin. Uh, Mareep, Mudkip, Vaporeon, Pachirisu, Lopunny, Aerodactyl, Shamu, also known as Kyogre, I guess, if you want to call it some weird fucking name. Uh, Slycoth, Predilly, Makago, and Heracross. B tiers, we have uh, uh, Baneri, Hypno, uh, Farfetch'd, Dratini, uh, Waylord? 
I, I've forgotten what this one is as well. I'm bad at this. Wall rain. Wall, Wall rain. Yeah. Uh, a Rotom lawnmower. Which, <laughs> Rotom mow. Rotom mow. Uh, Infernape. Marsh stomp for real this time. <laughs> um, holy shit. I need to actually go. Because we called this Pokemon the wrong. Name this one. Skiploom. Skiploom. Is Skiploom right? I'm pretty sure yes. it's Skiploom. Yes, Skiploom. <laughs> we were calling it Hoppip last week. That was wrong. We got two things wrong last week regarding Gen 2. We nearly made it an entire episode without bringing that up, and you had to throw us under the bus. It's because I started forgetting as I approached it. <laughs> um, Jumpluff. You saw Mega- part of the problem. Jumpluff, Mega Aerodactyl, and the middle evolution. Monferno, that's the one. Yeah. Gen, Gen 4 is my weak spot. Gen 5 is mine, I think. Uh, not, not naming them, but just in trying to... Well, sorry, not in knowing which one is from Gen 5, but just some of the names. Uh, and then C tier. C stands for Cherim. C stands for Chimcha. C stands for Ariados. Wait, hang on. Uh, but also in the list we have Drowsy, Alolan Mark, Quillfish. I completely forgot we put Quillfish on this list, I'll be honest. Um, Apom, Quagsire, uh, Garchomp, and Weavile. Our favorite here, Disgusting. We have Blossom. We have Horny Rabbit. Yuck. <laughs> uh, in other words, Megalopunny. Uh, Exploud. What's this one again? Ambipom. Ampipom. That's the one. Uh, Fridge Rotom, and everyone's most hated Pokemon ever, and whenever you see it, you just cringe in disgust. Uh, sne- Sneasel. D, D, the, the, the Dest of the Disgusting tier. Uh, into low effort we go, we have Slowking, Delcaddy, Celio, Whelmer, Why Not, of course, from Gen 2. Um, uh, <laughs> God damn it, I'm so committed to the bit. Uh, Wabafat, uh, Amistar, Mess Spirit, Mega Heracross, Flaffy, Jigglypuff, Igglybuff, Crobat, Cleffa, Clefairy, Clefable. That's the only one that has all three in there, eh? Yes, it is. Interesting. And then why not Wabafat's also in there? Um, but only as a two. Exploud, Slowpoke, um, <clears throat> Happiny, uh, Shit, Blissey, Palkia, and Wormadam. And Try then. Harder. Our, our, our not pinks, we have uh, Cody Wigglytuff, uh, Omanite, the Shellios that is supposed to be blue but decided to be pink today, uh, and uh, Waylord and a Skitty underneath the Waylord. Together forever. Uh, and in the blatantly racist tier, we have uh, Smoochum, Jinx, and Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I replaced his picture with yours again. I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll put you back there. <laughs> Thanks, thanks. It's hard to know where I stand, you know, until I see my own base in the tier list. In fact, I'll uh, even make it upside down. <laughs> it's awkward because you look at the tier list and you think part of who made the tier list was Patrick, so Patrick should be in the he made it tier, but, you know, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but with a, another couple gens out of the way, the tier list is starting to fill out rather nicely we only have a couple of episodes worth left of content on this so uh gotta milk it for all it's worth if uh you, you know if, what you there's know what I mean. there, there's uh, enough pokemon here that i think we could do it in the next episode whenever that comes up 
definitely possible. Uh, which gen of the ones remaining are you most looking forward to? Um, honestly, the gen sevens, there's a lot of them. Actually, no. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few of the gen sevens there, and they're, they're all, most of them are winners to me. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking especially at uh, shiny Marini and shiny uh, Toxapex. Yeah, they're pretty nice, but we'll, we'll rank them when their time comes. And with that, we come to the end of what's been yet another fun tier list. Thank you for the engaging and at times concerning conversation, Seth. Always a pleasure. To part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. And starting off with some obligatory Pokemon news, uh, we have a little bit more from Scarlet and Violet, including uh belly bolts i i really like belly bolts i'm upset that this got announced like an hour after we stopped recording last week with no that no announcements the <laughs> that like usually they say oh hey there's going to be a pokemon trailer happening tomorrow or something and no they just kind of dropped this on us two days after the iono trailer and after having a good bitch session about how pointless that trailer was they're like here's her pokemon <laughs> It's cute. Now, I don't know about you, Seth, but if I were a Mega Swampert, I would absolutely grab a belly bolt and squeeze it till its eyes bulged out. Oh, definitely. It looks very squeezable. <laughs> it even looks like a, one of those squeaky toys. It really does. Uh, show, uh, so what, what pieces do you want to hit with this? Because I mainly want to talk about its electromorphosis ability, which I think is super interesting. I want to talk about its design real quick, which was, at first, I hated it because I, I don't know, um, it just looks really weird and those big bulbous eyes were really weird to me. And then I realized, oh, no, those aren't big bulbous eyes. Those are just design decisions. And its actual face is like a little painted on face like a Kirby character. And it's it turned around into being very endearing to me and adorable. <laughs> now, now we can talk about its electromorphosis ability, which, you know, you kind of touched on this ability thing last week. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you were talking about how... um. Uh, you were talking about appreciating Pokemon, new Pokemon getting new abilities, but at the same time, oh, where do we draw a line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I thought somehow I preempted knowing what Belly Bolt's ability was, which I don't remember doing. But yeah, no, um, definitely right. I, yeah, same, same position. To quickly rehash that, um, later Pokemon games, or particularly the last couple of Pokemon games, have made a big deal of giving specific Pokemon new abilities, and that's fine but it just feels kind of weird that we then have more A bunch of old Pokemon with that older all, yeah, abilities. Exactly, that all share the abilities. And it feels like we either need to go in the direction of uh, making every Pokemon in a game like somewhat unique, or at least less commonly shared across abilities, or stop putting as much attention into unique abilities for unique Pokemon. I, I don't know. I can see merits going, going either way. It definitely feels like the decision to put Belly Bolt on a team is a, a harder choice to make than it just being a generic new Pokemon of this generation. So, uh, hard to know. Uh, although, I guess we should quickly touch on Electromorphosis, uh, where first time in Pokemon uh, appearing, uh, when it's hit by uh, any attack, I think. Yeah. 
Belly Bot becomes charged when hit by an attack, boosting the power of the next electric type move it uses, which... If this is a slow Pokemon as well, it always goes second. It could be very useful. Hmm. Uh, but also serving as like a wall with switch in because it's electric type, uh, you get different resistances, grass, that sort of thing. Um, second ability is static, which I guess, I guess this perfectly sums up. Yeah. I guess this perfectly sums up my, my conversation around abilities, right? Where on one hand you have this great new ability that only belly bolt has. On the other hand, you have static, which is an ability that is shared by 90% of electric Pokemon. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to contribute to this, but just interesting to see. And hopefully, Seth bitches about Scarlet and Violet more, and we get more news. Oh, um, I I can quickly think of something. Um, bring back the national decks. Yeah, come on, we can't we can't all low just hanging fruit. Wish for shit willy nilly. <laughs> yeah, that that was a little low hanging fruit as well. Almost as low hanging as Cherim. Yeah, the, especially that Cherim we placed at the C tier. That was the a very low-hanging Cherim. The, the one that has a bite taken out of it because you mistook it for a Skittle. Fucking crazy <laughs> psychopath. Uh, like anyway, I said, moving. the whole thing goes in the mouth right away. There's, there's no bite. <laughs> Somehow that's so much worse. Um, next up in the news list, we have CD Projekt Red confirming that there are no plans for Cyberpunk Edgerunners Season 2. This is sad news, I think. I think it's fine um, from what I'm seeing. I haven't seen Edge Runners yet. I really want to. But from what I'm seeing, Edge Runners is a show that can exist as a one season show. Um, if you were going to continue it, it would be like an anthology where the second season would follow a new group of characters and do like another story just somewhere else in the city. Um, what what I think is funny about that is them coming out and saying no, there's no plans for it. Just kind of like, this was the most successful gaslighting campaign in gaming ever. <laughs> it got so many people to go and play Cyberpunk. Why would you come out and say, yeah, no, there's no plans to do the thing that everyone loved? Well, that, that's, the whole, that's the whole bit though, Seth, because now people, if they, have, if they want to, now, now people can go and play the video game based on the anime. Yeah, it's, it really has come to that. But I'm pretty sure the game's added things from the anime into it now with recent patches. So it's even leaning further into that side of things now. Oh, it's all very interesting. So I'm the reason why I say it's sad news is because it's I also haven't seen it yet. I should say that out the front. But something like Arcane, I expect to be an anthology because the lore and the universe is so rich for an anthology-style series. And I know that Arcane is planning to do multiple seasons. I don't know if we've got any confirmation on season two following the same characters. I suspect it won't because uh, Jinx, Vi, all of that story has sort of come to an end. But uh, there are just so many other places where it could be taken. And I feel like an anthology style thing, if you're trying to build out the lore in the universe of a video game, like this and doing it with an anime to be released alongside an anthology style makes the most sense and therefore that you'd want to do multiple seasons but what do i know uh maybe maybe it'll yeah maybe there's a good reason why they only want to do one series but yeah anyway uh next up uh you probably want to take this next one because it has you written all over it yeah, so I'm just going to quickly touch on um, the new details that came out for the Stranger of Paradise DLC. 
So this is coming out October 26th. And I didn't touch on it when it came out. I played a little bit of the last DLC, but I haven't really dug into it deep. But there was a very big common complaint across so many people that um, Team Ninja kind of ruins the game by adding an additional uh, difficulty mode that just kind of broke your balls and locks the new story content behind that difficulty. Um... So it seems like they've learned their lesson from that and now they're separating the story content for the second DLC from the um, additional difficulty modes that's going to be coming into this DLC. So they're going to increase the level cap again by another 100 levels. They're going to make um, enemies break your balls all over again. But you can actually enjoy the story this time if you don't want to do that. Um, they're also going to be adding in the Blue Mage job, which... Um, there was a ability in the game where if you parried certain moves, you would uh, gain those attacks. So Jack was already kind of a blue mage in that he could learn enemy skills while going through the dungeons. Um, the blue mage job just kind of lets him power up that ability by making... So let's say you're fighting a bomb, it throws fire at you, you absorb the fire and you can throw it back. Now by holding down the um, the special buttons for that, you'll just upgrade that fire ability to be more powerful than if you just played regular regular Jack. So what it sounds like you're talking about is that not only did Belly Bolt get announced for uh, Scarlet Violet, but it got announced as the Blue Mage job for Jack. Oh, definitely. Belly Bolt is making his way into every game. Understandable. Can't wait for his cameo in uh, Edge Runner's Wait, shit. Oh, that's a shame. That's a damn shame. Uh, interesting. So, uh, you are you looking forward to this DLC? I am. Um, I did enjoy a little bit of the last DLC I played. It's um, I didn't touch on it because I needed to do a lot more grinding in that DLC before I could give like a hard stance opinion on a podcast. Mm. Um, and I haven't gone back since. <laughs> is the main <laughs> problem. So I, I really want DLCs? to. Pardon. Paid DLCs. Um. Yeah, these are these are paid DLCs, yes. Yeah. This is all part yeah. of a season pass. So this is the second DLC and a third one and oh. final piece is coming later. So you get actual DLC when you get a season pass. Yeah. Well, kind of. Um a lot of the content that they're putting into the season pass is um re- recycling old content into new material, like um like the Tiny Tina stuff. It's just that they're adding new story beats and new boss fights along with those. So it's nothing at all like the Tiny Tina stuff. Yes. I guess so. Right. Well, now that I'm sad, uh, anything more you want to add or do you want to move on? No, we can move on from that. Cool. Well, I can't emotionally, but uh, I'll do my best. Uh, Next up on the list, we have a... um, Okay, Seth. So there's a knock at your door, right? (laughs) Oh, no. It, which Pokemon is coming to crush my score this time? Uh, it's Jim Ryan, and he wants 200 of your hard-earned dollar dues. Fuck off, Jim Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're nowhere near he's here or he made it. You're in disgusting. <laughs> you might even be edging into blatantly racist. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> you're English, so I'm sure that you go in there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, word the DualSense Edge. The wireless controller launching January 26, 2023. Uh, it's going to retail for 200 of your hard-earned dollar dues. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think this is about on par with the Xbox One. I believe, uh, counting all the accessories together, because the Xbox One is now just selling the controller itself and the accessories separately so they can do a lower price point. 
I think if you do both of them like the same sort of uh, pool together, this is about the same price comparatively. And that is a lot of money to throw at just a controller. So you're getting one? Hell no. <laughs> not, not for $200 reduce. If I find one on sale, maybe. So what you're saying is you would rather buy two and a half copies of Dragon Ball Z The Breakers? Oh, yes. In fact, I can buy even more than that because of Dragon Ball The Breakers actually being $30 instead of 80 Right, but that's not the bit, so... <laughs> no, the bit got better because Dragon Ball The Breakers got cheaper. <laughs> I can buy more <laughs> copies of that game. <laughs> uh, shit, I love. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have anything to add to this. It's crazy to me that I could buy basically three or three of these controllers or a PS5. Oh god, yeah, that is a hell of a thing to think about. <laughs> You'll probably buy one of these and it'll be like close to the price of uh, the next VR headset. Wow, that's also crazy to think about. Uh, anyway, uh, next up in the list, Need for Speed Unbound just gets better and better and better. I, am... I wasn't expecting to talk about this a second week in a row. Man. But then again, with how quickly it's coming out, I can understand why we're seeing more that, of it. That's the thing. Th this thing will be out in just over a month. It's yeah, like a month how, and a half. We've had such little build up for this. We've had a couple trailers and then it's just, it's just ramping up the hype and boy, is it working on me. Oh yeah, these gameplay clips are real nice. And going back into what we were saying uh, last week, all of the visual effects and flares that are happening during gameplay is very appreciated. It gives the game a unique style compared to other racing games that the genre just really needed. Yeah. Need for I... Speed needed it too, really hardly. Really hardly, huh? <laughs> yes. I English um... good when I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited for this. I yeah, it's I the so the the one concern I have is that the trailers that they've dropped haven't I know that they say they've shown gameplay, but they haven't really. <laughs> oh, because of all the like yeah, it's all uh, cinematic camera angles instead of like an actual race yeah, sort of gameplay camera. Exactly, and it's all like trailery focus instead of gameplay focus. There, so. There's a couple of shots that have that, but they last very, uh, very short amount of times. Yeah, so I'm I'm still super excited, but I I haven't quite pulled the trigger on the pre-order yet, just because you know, like I just. I need to know. I need to know that they're not hiding anything. Yeah. Watch it like a week from release. They're going to announce that it's like a $40 game and they're going to have $60 worth of DLC day one. Mm, mm, yeah, hopefully not. Uh, but they might because we just don't know. Anyway, next up, uh, DMC5 topping 6 million with sales. That, that is really good for this franchise. It's. I think this is now the most... Uh, the highest selling game in the franchise and to celebrate I'm going to go do another run of Devil May Cry 5 Happy for you or sorry to hear that depending on, on, on where you sit with it uh, I, I absolutely love Devil May Cry 5 so definitely happy for me Cool, I'm glad um, Yeah, no, it's always love seeing a game do well um, It's not doing Monster like, Hunter numbers but it's, it's respectable that, That's the thing, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's doing well I'm happier that it's not doing better than Monster Hunter <laughs> So, so a quick summary of sales for the Devil May Cry franchise. The first game is sitting at three and a half. Second game is at 3.1. Devil May Cry 3 is at 4.7. Devil May Cry 4 is at 5.3. And the reboot's DMC Devil May Cry 4 is at 4.6. 
So this is uh, topping a lot of them by quite a wide margin. Uh, yeah, cool. Anything else you want to add? No, not really. Just very happy that this franchise is doing very well after such a long hiatus and almost dying multiple times. <laughs> uh, next up, Neo, The World Ends With You. It's now available on Steam. Is this... Is this, I assume this is a yay, but I don't know anything about this game. Yeah, no, this is a yay. Um, I've been waiting for this game to come to Steam. Uh, also, just to celebrate the fact that it's coming to Steam, they've got its 25% off discount until uh, October 25th, which by the time you listen to this, you'll have a couple of hours to buy that at a discount. <laughs> but no, um, Neo The World Ends With You is a game I've been excited to play for quite a while um it's been out for about a year on console and epic game store i didn't buy it on epic game store because i refused to interact with that store so i'm glad it's on the storefront i'm going to um actually use and maybe this will boost the game sales because it did not do well initially what was the initial platform that it was on uh playstation 4 switch and uh pc for epic games oh okay so this is just like bringing it to steam now yeah gotcha uh cool yeah if you are interested in that then yeah feel free to go and send off a one-fingered salute to epic game store uh lord knows i've been trying to do that for a while uh next up on the list we have wait i just need to make sure i got this headline right yep no uh good news about blizzard uh that that's rare well, well not a well yes about blizzard but not for blizzard True. Uh, we have an uh, article from PC Gamer talking about how the US Labor Relations Board says that the union vote, despite Activision's objections, can still proceed. Yeah, this is great news for um, Raven Software and anyone at Activision fighting for unions. Just really good, really good for them because they've been fighting really hard to get these uh, uh, conversations and movements going. And yeah, just... The, the whole industry kind of needs to be better about unionizations. I mean, on one hand, I agree. But on the other hand, on the off chance that I eventually become uh, able to run my own multi-million dollar game uh, development slash publishing studio, uh, fuck unions. So I don't know. Well, I want to keep my options open for that for a bit longer. How, how, how likely do you think that scenario is going to happen for you, Patrick? I think if I say fuck unions enough, the, the opportunity will eventually present itself. Uh, probably, probably in, even in the in the he made it tier. Are you gunning for Bobby Kotick's seat? Bobby Kotick's begging me to take his seat. <laughs> He's he needs that golden parachute to go off before he face he plants. <laughs> he needs to he needs to see what it's like to have someone achieve something above a perfect zero on the diversity tool. Also, um, just just real quick, I want to point out that a Activision representative, um. Rich George, uh, they're saying, said this. Um, he says that the company disagrees and says that a decision that could significantly impact the future of uh, uh, the entire Albany-based Diablo team should be made by just a hand. It should not be made by just a handful of employees. So the higher ups can go get fucked. <laughs> let, let the employees uh, uh, unionize. Give them their fair, fair wages. Right, uh, next up on the list, we have, ah, the oh, Crucial G4, news. yeah, sad news, um, I, hmm. Now, now this, this isn't I, surprising, 
No, it's not. I, I've I've seen a few different takes on G4's, I guess, comeback, revival, and then yeah, yeah, come back and then and then departure again. Uh, the, yeah. the biggest things I've seen is that um, they weren't uh, they weren't competing well in the market, like in in a market where Twitch and YouTube exists. G4 wasn't doing anything to stand out. And that kind of caused an issue where that didn't bring in viewers because people were just going to go and watch the things that were on Twitch and YouTube instead. And so, yeah, mm. it wasn't very um very surprising that this uh, happened. What is kind of shitty, though, is that uh, um, the announcement of the shutdown reached publications before it actually reached the employees within G4 TV. So yeah. people were finding out that uh, uh, they lost their jobs because people were reporting on the closure. Yeah, never good, never good when that happens. Uh, rather awkward, actually. But uh, yeah, I've um, I know that uh, Ludwig had a reasonably good video on some of the ins and outs of what G Four had been up to. Um, to be honest, that was that was how I heard about it. Um, I heard but, about it yeah. because I saw uh, Gerard the Completionist tweet going, hey, this is how I found out I lost my job in yeah. reply to Wario64 doing <laughs> the announcement. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've uh, definitely seen that tweet. God, that's so shitty. Uh, but yeah, sad news, but I guess also unsurprising. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll come back a third time. Uh, I, I hope and... not. Not not if it's going to go down the same way. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe it'll come back. Maybe it'll come back by uh, announcing via publication that that random people are working there again. <laughs> they're they're going to speed run the closure. <laughs> they'll be, they'll just be they'll just be saying like, "Hey, G four is open again," and someone will go, "Hey, this is how I found out that I just have a job." Apparently, uh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Continue the contract with, with my though. name signed is just in my letterbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's uh, and it's the completionist again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, you got to stop doing this. Um, uh, continue with this. I initially thought this was sad news, and then uh, now I'm not so sure. Uh, the the Bayonetta three uh, voice actor uh, situation. Uh, you, want, you want to talk through that for? For a little bit, Seth? Okay, yeah, this is going to be a bit of a long one to go through. So this all started off with um, Helena Taylor put out a couple of video tweets uh, talking about the situation on why she's not returning for Bayonetta 3. Uh, the long story short of that is that um, she was she re-auditioned just to make sure that she can still do the voice properly and uh, um, was a good fit for the game. And she passed that with flying colours. Uh, then they lowball offered her some, like, a contract, and she's like, no, this money, this amount of money is really low. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to write a letter to Hideki Kamiya, one of the heads of Platinum Games, and, like, the guy that, um, hired her for the first Bayonetta game. And so she, she gets someone to help her write a letter in Japan, uh, Japanese so that he can read it, sends it off, and Kamiya actually, um, responds. He gives her, like, the whole, look, we understand, we value what you've done for this franchise, blah, blah, blah. And she says the final offer was $4,000 all up. Um, 
this the the way that after after hearing about all that a lot of talk about like what voice actor uh pay started getting brought up uh all over the internet so people got a better understanding of like if this was a high offer or a low offer or like um uh very insulting in the way that she put it like insulting to her um most most uh, places came out with like if this was four recording sessions that's perfectly fine that was going to be the um the rates of like $250 an hour for four recording sessions that's that's um union standards at minimum um if it was any more than four uh recording sessions they were underpaying her so uh that that all goes through in like a single day uh, the next day, uh, that same day, Hideki Kamiya has a meltdown on Twitter. Um, it looks really bad Again. for Platinum Games. Yeah, he he's tends to do that. Um, but this time it actually ended with his account being closed down. So that that was a first for him. Um, so yeah, a lot of people were siding with Helena Taylor over this because uh, Hideki Kamiya's bad PR move of just being an idiot online. Um... So that 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 all goes through for a couple of days, and uh, um, not too long after that, like the uh, two days later, um, Jason Trier of Bloomberg puts out an article saying that he's uh, I don't know if it was an article or just some tweets, um, but he's uh, basically gone. Hey, I've gotten some inside records of like what the deal was supposed to be. She was going to be getting $4,000 per recording session, at least making $15,000 off uh, the entire project uh, and up to 20,000. So that is way above industry standards. And if it, if that, that's true, that's a very bad look for Helena Taylor now. So where are we at now? Has she, because I, I think she came out and said that that was absolutely false, which of course she'd say that. I um, haven't seen if she said that was false. Last I saw it stopped at the, um, the revelation that she was offered 4K per recording session. Um, she also wanted royalties, which is no VA gets royalties, but there's an argument to be made if they do deserve royalties for projects. Um, but that's a whole other conversation to be had entirely. This is all about this um, is just about her and our platinum games and their relationship. And yeah, it's been a really weird back and forth. Hmm. I, yeah, it's kind of hard because I can't help but feel like Helena would have been absolutely stupid to have sounded off about this unless she was in the right or at least unless she felt she was yeah she she broke nda doing this and i i think she's not stupid enough to know the difference between four thousand flat rate and four thousand per recording session yeah so i don't know hard to i think that's one of those juries still out have to wait until all the facts are on the table but certainly an interesting one to keep tabs on yeah and it's just the game's a week out from releasing and this has been a very messy situation for the game's marketing really and like excitement for fans um she she called for a boycott in her initial videos and people did cancel pre-orders but at the same time uh on amazon's website the game jumped up in pre-orders up to like 36th place i think which is seems to be pretty high for the bayonetta franchise that that series hasn't sold a whole lot before what if this was all just a ploy for marketing 
God, that would be the most insane marketing strategy. I it's it's insane enough that I'd I'd believe it, but I doubt <laughs> it. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and then you'll actually also have to continue talking because you want to chat some Silent Hill news. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to mix up the order of this a little bit and go from like the the lowest on the list to the highest in importance. So first up, they're going to be rebooting the Silent Hill live action movies. Uh, they're getting the original Silent Hill movie director to come back for this. Yay, I guess. I don't think those movies were ever any good. And so <laughs> I'm not all that excited for it to come back. Um, any, any thoughts on that, Patrick? No. <laughs> no? Okay. If the, movie, if the movie's good, sweet. If it's like 99% of video game movies, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's completely fair. Um, second up, uh, a bunch of companies that uh, are collaborating to make an interactive streaming series for Silent Hill called Silent Hill Ascension. This sounds like Twitch plays Silent Hill to me. Uh, it's, Based. it's an interesting idea to say the least, but I could see this going horribly at the same time. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super intrigued just to see how this ends up playing out. Um, next up, Annapurna Interactive and No Code announced they're doing Silent Hill Townfall. We just get a short CG trailer about it. Um, that's all there is on this right now. Just just a title name and a look at a radio VCR. Cool. Um, uh, fan of good chunk of Annapurna games, so hopefully that is a good partnership. Yeah, hopefully that turns out good. So now the first of the bigger titles is um. Konami announces a Silent Hill 2 remake coming for PS5 and PC, and the worst part of this is that they're getting Bloober Team to uh, develop the game. Um, so tell me about why this is bad, sir. So Bloober Team has gone on record before to say that they're big fans of Silent Hill 2 specifically, and that their horror games take a lot of um, inspiration from the game. The problem is, these guys think that if you have a mental illness, you should kill yourself. And if you've been raped, you shouldn't be uh, mad at the person that raped you. You should be mad at the person that rapes them and turns them into a rapist. Uh-huh. Uh, they've, um, so in the past, they've done the Medium, uh, the Layers of Fears game and games, and the Blair Witch game. And something that I've seen talked about across all of those games is how poorly they handle the topic of uh, me- mental illness. And uh, um, the medium specifically goes into um, if you have a mental illness, you're affecting, you're negatively affecting the people around you and hurting them and making life worse for everyone around you. So it's better off if you're just gone. Silent Hill being a a game series all about dealing with mental illnesses does not seem like a good fit for people that have this sort of mindset. No. So where does that put this in your mind dead on arrival or still wait and see absolutely dead on arrival like even if this is 99% the same game as it was uh, not same game uh, but they've said there's going to be differences like modernizing the game in terms of um, uh, controls like instead of a um, a tank control type of game like old horror games where it's going to be like an over the shoulder sort of third person game uh, 
But if there's like 99% the same concepts and stories and themes from the last game, that 1% difference by Blooper Team could instantly tank all goodwill in this game. And Silent Hill 2 is a treasure among um, the gaming industry, so this could easily be a really bad experience if they mess it up. Am I right in thinking that a while ago now, I knew Silent Hill was teased with a playable demo? That was PT, yeah. Um, that was uh, teased around the time Metal Gear Solid 5 was in production. Uh, Hideo Kojima was going to be on that, but then his, uh, he got fired from Konami and he went on to go make, um, uh, Death Death Stranding instead. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. And Silent Hill as a franchise has been silent since then. Until today. It always feels like, it always feels like there's news about Silent Hill, but it's always... It's it's like never, it's there's there's always news. It's never confirmed. Yeah, it's never confirmed, and it's never objectively good news. Yeah, no. Ever since PT was cancelled, there's been rumors of new Silent Hill game is going to be coming. They're going to be remaking Silent Hill two, and those rumors have been going on for at least three years now. So it's like finally everything's just kind of coming together. <laughs> where's the uh, where's the cronk meme when you need it? Oh yeah, it's all coming together. Uh, anything more you want to add on Silent Hill chat? Uh, there's one last game that was announced, and this one is actually going to be an exciting one. Um, they announced Silent Hill F, which is a new story set in 1960s Japan, and is being written by Ryukishi07, who has a history of being a very good atmospheric horror writer. Um, I saw someone explain this before, let me quickly go get it. Um... Thanks to uh, at Chris Wolfhart on Twitter for saying this and getting me excited for it. Um, he's, he wrote, The new Silent Hill is being written by a great writer with tons of experience writing atmospheric horror and experience, has real-life experience as a social worker, which has imbued their work uh, with a deep empathy across the writing. Um, so yeah, this is just sounding pretty good. This could be a very... Uh, so... As, as a horror writer, they've already proven themselves. Um, making that work into a Silent Hill game, I think they can do that very well. Um, it's just, on the gameplay front, we need to see anything about this. <laughs> but Wow, now you know how it feels to be a Need for Speed Unbound fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all we've got is a CG trailer, but even that CG trailer alone sets a very nice mood. So yeah, excited mm. for this one. Uh, does that wrap up your Silent Hill? That does will, indeed wrap up Silent this Hill. hill block? <laughs> this does wrap up the I will die on this Silent Hill block. So you'll be silent? Uh, I can't promise that. <laughs> I, I, still, promise I, still have a, I still have a podcast to co-host. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that brings us to the end of the news for this week. We move on to the audience question. That's right. We have an audience question, and it's not by someone with a shitty pun for a name. Uh, Dan writes in saying, hey, Kings, liked the new format. It's a shame he didn't say loved, but, you know. Uh, Do you think they wrote this before the tier list episode? (laughs) Absolutely, they did. Uh, I particularly enjoyed the tier list. Oh, wait, sorry, that was a typo. I particularly enjoyed that the news wasn't just reading absolutely everything that happened for a week off of a list and, and instead had full discussions of all the interesting news of the week. Yeah, so that one's definitely a, a 
live live and learn sort of lesson, I think. Wait for the Game uh, Awards. <laughs> <laughs> My audience question for the week. Why do you think that Fortnite has been the cultural phenomenon that it has been? Thank you. Well, Dan, let's get into that. Uh, Seth, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it is just from kind of being free to play on a um on a console these days or multiple consoles these days you can get it everywhere um and it's got an attract well i won't say attractive art style but it's got an easy to look at art style that kids can get into um and yeah it's just kind of been like very easy to get into and play it doesn't take long to match make into games um it's just become like something that can be easily pick up and play for so many people I think I think there's been a reasonable amount of snowballing here where all of those things have gotten people into the game and have gotten kids to drop their parents' credit card for like V-Bucks and stuff. But because it's now made so much money, it definitely incentivizes epic games to keep the content fresh. And it does seem like a pretty I have no idea what I'm talking about here, so I'm using air quotes, easy <laughs> thing to do to go. Here is a giant bag of money. Let me use some of your IP in my game. And that has two benefits. One, it has the weird everybody is here uh, hype train that Smash Ultimate got towards the end of its uh, like announcement trailers where everyone felt like they could then be part of the Smash community if a character they cared about was added to the game. But it also then helps Epic Games because if they keep the content fresh, they keep the V-Bucks rolling in. So it's sort of this weird... It's, uh, to me, I think it, it's, it's mostly a thing of circumstance because I think uh, several games, like there's, there's, a, there's a reality in which, um, what's the Call of Duty, is it Vanguard, Call of Duty Vanguard that did yes. this with like uh, Attack on Titan and stuff. And yeah. if, that, if that had been more popular or if more people had played that, because I still don't know anyone that does play that, I don't think but we cover news every so often about it when something interesting comes up, like the Attack on Titan crossover. If more people had played that, or if that had become as popular with kids as Fortnite was, I suspect uh, Call of Duty would go through a similar process of tossing money at things to keep the content fresh by taking IP. So I think, yeah, it's mostly circumstance that that's happened to be Fortnite, but that also means that it's really hard to get lightning to strike twice in that way because so much of it being circumstance means it's really hard to engineer for that sort of success in future. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a factor of multiple things, like you said. Um, de- definitely, definitely the snowball effects as well, like you said. Um, a lot of this is just me agreeing with everything you just said. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the free-to-play aspect was like what got it off the ground running. Um, even then, it was like so many people are in a game that it was kind of fresh it was like the newest idea it had been done a couple of times beforehand but fortnite just kind of did it better than other uh, games had at that time and uh, unreal uh, epic being the people that make the unreal engine could optimize the engine best for fortnite and from learning how these other games are doing it just kind of optimized the game the engine into being great for fortnite and adding things kind of like giving themselves an advantage really and once uh, those kind of elements of there's a lot of people playing the game, we're making a lot of attention because so many people are just getting into it for free and filling in these games. That's when it kind of snowballed into let's start doing all these crossover events. Let's start getting mm. these weird characters that people don't expect and doing 
Like, at one point, Master Chief was in the game, and in the next week, Kratos was in the game, and it was heavily rumored that the week after... (laughs) Yeah, and Thanos. And it was heavily rumored, like, after Kratos, Samus was supposed to be in the game, and that would have gone, like, all big three publishers, uh, console manufacturers, um, characters into this one big game. Uh, It also helps that you're able to transfer all your characters and progress across all different devices so you could get kicked off your console and then just hop onto an i well not anymore but you could hop onto an ipad and just play the game and continue from where you left off so mm. there's so many factors on why fortnite just kind of exploded and became a cultural phenomenon phenomenon like it is now so interesting extension I don't really have many much more to add to Dan's question, but just an interesting extension of the question. Uh, we saw an explosion of people playing games through COVID, right? Because people were at home during lockdown. There was nothing else they could do. Um, we saw that Among Us exploded, but Among Us would never be able to become like Among Us is a cultural icon now. But it's Among Us is becoming an reasons. arts icon, and it upsets me. <laughs> like, have you seen all those pictures of how to draw this? Draw an Among Us. Now draw the rest. Yeah, I, I have actually, but the, the point that I'm making is that um, Among Us will never become the cultural phenomenon that Fortnite is, but it is still a cultural icon because it's, it's kind of ingrained into internet culture with all the Among Us memes. So do you think, uh, so I, I guess, so th- there's, there's that side of it. And then I, I would almost contend that the popularity of Fortnite was starting to wane before lockdown hit. And I don't know what player numbers have done up until that point or after that point, but I wonder what would happen if Fortnite were to, in a completely different version of events, have hit the peak of its hype in the middle of lockdown, like 2020, when people can basically only play Fortnite or only play video games and nothing else, and whether us now, two years after that point, would be saying that Fortnite is even bigger than it is currently, because it's still one of the biggest games out there. There's still millions of people that play it every month. But whether, if the hype had coincided with lockdown, it would be even bigger, or if because of how old it is now, that actually helped it staying power and was able to build up all of that kind of snowball type thing until this point. Do you have any thoughts? I think it was... I think the snowball was happening before lockdown and like you said it was it did seem like it was waning um I think covid and lockdowns happening did kind of I don't want to say save the game but definitely kept the interest up higher than that, it would have been I'm thinking too yeah um I feel like epic was already on their way to try and make deals that would have made this like keep keep the game in people's eyes and a huge success and into what it is now but the the addition of lockdowns and people just going to play it because there was nothing else to do um helped bounce that up higher than it would have been initially hmm. yeah, so, so basically a second snowball happened mm. yeah and it's funny that we mentioned well it's funny that i mentioned among us and that uh they added the among us game mode right yeah they did deception or whatever it's called but like all done within within Fortnite still yeah i don't know i i've heard that's fun but not as fun as just playing among us i i think it's i think it's in some ways more fun because again it's so this is the other side of the snowball right 
the snowball is automatically made more fun because it's the snowball. What I mean by that is that the Among Us game mode is probably fairly mediocre. It probably doesn't do anything crazy, but it doesn't need to. The part that makes it fun and memeable and memorable is that in your Among Us game, you have uh, Sasuke, Rick Sanchez, uh, a couple of people from like regular Fortnite Goku. Like, avatars, Goku and Ariana Grande. Hey, it's Grande. me, Goku. <laughs> yeah. Just constantly, as, as the imposter, just Goku repeating that uh, on end, chasing you down. That's terrifying. But all of that, right? Like, like part of part of the memeability of that game mode is because that's basically what someone would want to mod into the game. But yeah. it's got first party support and that's part of how it's got staying power. But it can only do that because of the snowball and it can only do the snowball because it already has that IP already in there, like Ariana Grande and, and everything else. So it's weird. It's all it's all layers. It's layers it, the whole way down. Yeah, it's just so much of it is just right place, right time, did the right thing. Mm. And, you know, also being the people that make the engine and optimizing it for the engine helps a lot. Final extension to the question. Do you see Fortnite slowing down anytime soon? No, not really. Hmm. I think we're in that slow period right now. Really? Yeah, after Naruto and Dragon Ball and uh, Rick and Morty all coming into the game, I haven't seen anything that's been, like, super excited and hyped for people. The new seasons weren't as big as Goku making it into the game. Um, I think we're in that slow period now and, like, a bit of a downturn until that next big pop happens again. So what you're saying is the whether or not the economy is in a recession or not can also be loosely tracked to people's sentiment towards Fortnite. I, I feel like Goku making it into Fortnite was the start of the eco- economic recession. <laughs> and that was the highest uh, uh, popularity for Fortnite in a long time. Well, well, you heard it here first, folks. Fortnite predicting the economic outlook. <laughs> when it pops off, expect a downturn in, uh, in the economy. <laughs> uh, well, uh, hopefully that answers your question, Dan. Uh, if you or someone that you know... Uh, wants to send us an audience uh, an audience question then feel free to get in touch we're on facebook fast travel lounge twitter at fast travel lounge minus one of the l's or good old-fashioned email mailbag fast lounge at gmail.com uh feel free to give us a like subscription comment star rating whatever is applicable to where you listen to podcasts uh because all of the interactions help boost our voice in the algorithm and make sure that we get one step closer to being the preferred gaming and pop culture podcast sponsored by, I don't know, there's like a list of like this, seven or eight sponsors that I rile through You forgot now. to write them down, uh, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> Krispy Kreme is one of them, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day. Did you see that uh, Chris, uh, that McDonald's is um, uh, thinking about uh, uh, supplying Krispy Kreme donuts now? Really? No, I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, that, that, that popped up on my newsfeed not too long ago. I didn't read too deeply into it because, you know, the, why would Krispy Kreme uh, go to McDonald's when they cut, could come to us? That's exactly what I was thinking. Why would they ever need a sponsor, uh, like, with McDonald's? Like, with, with, What's McDonald's what? going to do that four guys between Australia and New Zealand can't do? Yeah, like, what is McDonald's going to offer that we can't? Hey, if, if, you, want, if you want Goku to sell those donuts, we can do that. <laughs> I'll even animate it. 
You want Rick Sanchez to play Among Us with uh, Ariana Grande while selling donuts? We can make that happen. Anyway, uh, that does bring us to the end of episode 46. Uh, I don't think I'll be around to record next week, so there might be a little bit of a break between this and the next one. But I, I'm thinking of working something out for next week. I, I will have to talk it over with everyone. Awesome. Uh, is there anything that you can share on, on episode 47's front or will it be a surprise? It will have to be a surprise while I work out the details. Fair enough. Well, until whatever form episode 47 takes, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth. You've been listening to, I don't know what is the, like, actually, no, no, we, we had a name for this. What was the, the name? Fast Tier Lounge. Fast Tier Lounge. Thank you. You've been listening to Fast Tier Lounge, uh, episode two or Fast Travel Lounge episode 47. Uh, man, the timelines are starting to diverge. This is, this is terrible. This could only go badly. <laughs> but uh, in whatever form we take, uh, we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.